On this week's brand new Compete Everyday podcast, Major League Baseball mental performance coach Zach Brandon joins the show to talk about building a competitor mindset for life. What's up, competitors? Welcome back to the Compete Everyday podcast. My name's Jake Thompson, and today you are in for a treat. As we welcome to the show Zach Brandon, a Major League Baseball mental performance coach, to talk about mindfulness, to talk about weathering storms, being centered mentally, internally, in the midst of chaos. We know our world has been thrown in a tailspin this year. 2020 is not the year that many of us, if not all of us, expected us to believe it would be. But we still have a control in how we respond. We still have the power in our response. And so Zach and I's conversation is all around how the mind works, how we can train the mind, how we can practice mindfulness to be present in the moment, to be focused in the midst of a chaotic storm, to control our emotions, to move forward doing the things that we know we need to do to get to where we want to be in life. So I think you're in for a treat today with this conversation with Zach. As always, to get in touch with me or the Compete Everyday team here with the podcast, shoot me an email to podcast at competeeveryday.com. And best way you can help us here at the show, support the show, is either using the code podcast to get 15% off any order at competeeveryday.com on apparel, gym banners, wristbands, or my book that has been out for the last month, Compete Every Day, the not-so-secret secret to winning your work and your life. Grab yourself a copy. You can still get one. You'll get a custom Compete Everyday bookmark with it. But use that discount code podcast to get 15% off any order at competeeveryday.com or stick it in your back pocket because next week, Tuesday the 16th, you will see our summer collection dropping new shirts, flags, wristbands, tons of new gear, bright colors helping you get started this summer. So be on the lookout for that June 16th. The other way, the easiest way to help support the show is to share an episode with a friend. If you've got a friend that loves baseball, introduce this show to them. If you've got a friend that's looking to be more mindful, to build their mental performance, heck, to just have some kind of advantage in work, in their training, or in life, introduce them to the Compete Everyday podcast. At the end of the day, we talk about talent. And talent factors into the success equation, but there's a ceiling to your talent. There's no ceiling to your mental strength, your mental performance, the mindset side of the game. And so what you see every day in life are incredibly talented people passed by far less talented people with greater work ethic, greater drive, and a greater mental game. And so be that person that strives to make the most out of your mindset, out of your mental performance, and share it with someone else looking to do the same. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you being here. Now, let's have some fun. Welcome to the show from the Arizona Diamondbacks, Zach Brandon. Zach, welcome to the Compete Everyday podcast. How you doing, man? Terrific. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jake. 
Yeah, man. And thanks for having some time to hang out on the show today. I know when we initially started talking, it was a little bit before COVID struck. And now the world has dramatically changed. Your world has dramatically changed uh, with a little bit of what we talked about off air. But before we dive in, I'd love to introduce yourself. Um, tell us what you do now. And then I'm fascinated by your career and how you got to this position. One that I know a number of our listeners are quite envious of the work you do on a daily basis. Yeah, so from a you know, a myopic view, just the uh, my title is mental skills coordinator for for the Arizona Diamondbacks, and so um, I, I think if I were to define that, what that kind of encompasses, it's you know partly to oversee the the development, the implementation, and the evaluation of our mental skills program for for players and staff uh, across all levels of the organization. So I was really fortunate to to get you know, the opportunity to, to come in and serve in this organization at the end of the, the 2018 season heading into to last year. And so the last year and a half plus has been uh, working with a, a team of other mental skills coaches to try to, to build this kind of embedded mental skills program uh, and department within our organization to, to best serve our players and staff uh, as much as we can. So that's kind of the, the current role, um, you know, kind of tracing it back. Really, I, I tell people it's f finding the field of sports psychology was the, um, the converging of two passions. It was sports and, and helping people and didn't realize that you could actually combine those two things other than in the realm of coaching um, until I got to, to college. And I was playing uh, baseball at a small school in Oregon, Linfield College. And uh, took a sports psych class and we were talking about careers and realized that it was something that you could do. And from that kind of moment forward, it was all in on, on sports psychology and, and just trying to, I'd spent my whole life trying to develop this craft of, of baseball. And now it was like, let's develop this craft of being a, a mental performance coach um, and, and helping just serve people in, in that way. So since then, I uh, went to grad school at Cal State Fullerton in Southern California and spent two years there learning from uh, a variety of different people who had an immense amount of influence on me in, in my development and career. And then uh, from there, went to uh, IMG Academy uh, in Florida. And for those who don't know, it's a private boarding school, but we also had athletes come train from from all over the world in these different sports and it was a just an incredible um space to learn and to grow as a professional to to take what i had learned in school and, and kind of have this uh lab if you will to, to practice and to get better and again to just to hone this new craft that i had developed so spent two and a half years there at img and and then uh, that's when, you know, the end of the 2018 season emerged. And, and next thing you know, I'm uh, shifting from, it went from California to, to Florida and now back uh, closer to home originally in Oregon here in Arizona. Let me ask you, having played both high school and collegiately, now that you are in the space on the mental performance side, what's one mental performance skill that you've learned you've learned how to teach but looking back you're like oh man if i could have only had this when i was a freshman in college that's such a fun question to reflect on you know because i think a lot of times it's in anything like we love to think back of like oh if we had known now what we are knew then what we knew know now i think is really fun to answer i think um 
luckily I had kind of stumbled into a few things when I was still playing. And as I started to apply those things towards the, the latter part of my college career, I definitely noticed um, more consistency. That's what I, I, I tell people is like our physical ability ultimately kind of sets the bar at what you're potentially capable of achieving in performance. But I think it's the mind that influences how close you get to that bar and how consistently you're able to be there. And so as I started to apply different skills, I felt like the consistency part came more and more. I think the one skill that I've, I've learned that's probably now my favorite one to, to talk to players about is, is like focus and attention, right? Because we've grown up our whole lives hearing people say like, we just need to focus or you got to play one pitch at a time or, or one possession at a time or all of these different things are ultimately are influenced by our attention and our focus and being able to, to have your focus on the right thing at the right time when it matters. And um, like, for me, I think that's such a big thing in baseball where, you know, you're, you're playing a sport. I was a pitcher. So, you know, in a, in a outing, I might throw a hundred pitches or however many pitches it ends up being, give or take the quality of my outing is pretty much directly influenced by the quality of my focus uh, in those 100 pitches, right? How many of those pitches can I have my attention where it needs to be, when it needs to be there, um, kind of in that space between uh, pitches where the mental game lives. So for me, that's something that I've learned that how important that is and, and what can be more effective than other things. And so that, that would be the one that, um, I probably wish I had definitely known a little bit more and probably most importantly, I've learned that you can actually practice it. And I think that's the part that I think is really cool that we get a chance to do on a daily basis with our players. What's, what's another skill I should ask that currently looking at it, that is kind of your, your biggest challenge, the one that you're very intentional, whether it's like on the baseball side, you've got to learn to hit the slider or you struggle with uh, a high heater, like you're working at that intentionally in batting practice. What's one mental skill that you're currently working at at life that is not as easy for you that say other areas have been? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, um, you know, one thing that comes to mind, I, I would say is there's this interesting um, paradox, I think, with, with confidence, right? Every, you can pull any coach, any leader in the world, and, and they, if you ask them, is, is do you want your, your, your performers, your athletes to be confident, every single hand is generally going to go up. You know, it's something that we all talk about. And it's, and it's something that I think we should always be trying to build. And, and there's ways in which I think that we can increase our confidence, right, through, through preparation, um, both physically and mentally, uh, a variety of different skills and whatnot. But I also think uh, it's, it's important to know that when, you know, if you have a seven o'clock game and it's seven o'clock and the umpire yells play ball at that point, like, I really actually don't care too much if you feel confident, you know, and, and I think that's an interesting thing to help people take a step back and, and shift their perspective on is, yes, we, we're always trying to increase that confidence, but to a certain extent, um, confidence is not a, a requirement to perform well. You know, we, we ask players all the time, tell me about a time when you didn't feel confident and you still executed. Or even the inverse where you, um, you didn't feel, um, you, or you, you felt confident and then you didn't perform well, right? It, there's not this direct linear relationship where the more confident you are, you'll always perform optimally. And so I think for me, that's, 
that's something that um, I, I find uh, I'm always trying to just be mindful of that and help players just see the, the perspective that they can have towards confidence and, and understand where, yes, we, we're working on it and we're trying to build it, but also it's, it's not a prerequisite for execution. I, l- I love that aspect of it and, and that perspective you just shared because a lot of times we think of it, we think you have to be confident before going in to do your best, but the two instances you just talked about, if you didn't feel confident and you executed, well, that can help you build confidence in those other areas, as well as when you felt confident and you fell short, it's a growth mindset, growth learning opportunity to say, okay, what can I do next time coming into this? Maybe it's how I approached it. Maybe I was way too overconfident in that. One thing I always love, and the reason I ask a few of those questions about you personally setting this up, is baseball is the one sport. So football is my love. I grew up in Texas, Friday Night Lights. But baseball is the one sport I can always look at and see the transition from a mental performance side, especially into life. And because the games are long, you're, you're sitting out in the outfield waiting, but you've got to be locked in at home plate. You know, it's between the pitcher and the batter if nobody's on base, but everybody's got to be dialed in. It's, it's so easy to be distracted by the fans. It's so easy to be caught up. And on the flip side, if your team's behind or your team's ahead, you still only get back in the game or you keep the lead one pitch at a time. And, and so baseball is just a beautiful example of that. And so the talking to mental performance coaches is like yourself. I think for our listeners, there's great parallels in the work you do there and the work they do in life because it's that consistency. One extra hit a week is a massive on your batting average over the course of the year, but we don't think about it in that moment. And so I'm curious for your end, what's been one of the, I guess, things that you've enjoyed about, because you spent time at IMG Academy before getting here as well. And so you've worked with people that have not only continued to play sport, but maybe some that have gotten out of sport. And I'm sure you still keep in touch with them. What's been fun on your end of seeing the growth of players, not only just on the field, but off the field as you guys work on these different skill sets, how they're able to use them as life away from sports? What I like about that question is how relevant it is right now, you know, because if you think about it, there's no sports going on, you know, at least here pretty much in, in the U.S. And so this is something where um, I'll, I'll just share a quick anecdote. We were talking with um, a coach the other day, a, a younger coach about um, he's it's his it's his first year and he was we were talking a little bit about those points in your coaching career that are the, the really tough um, moments, you know, where sometimes in, in professional baseball, sometimes that might even be, you know, telling a, a player that we have to let them go and, and that their, their future may not be in our, our organization and stuff. And so we were talking to him and he was kind of asking us and I said, you know, look, I have no experience having to tell a player that. Um, but what I, what I do know is, one thing that I think about a lot in our work is exactly what you're describing is that how much these skills and the, the lessons, the tools and principles that we're trying to help guide athletes in to help them perform on the field are very applicable off the field. And, and I think right now we're getting a, um, a first class opportunity to, to test those things. And, and so, um, you know, I think there's a variety of different you know, mental skills that, that come into play. Um, I, I like to joke that 
you know, one of my, my favorite skills is, um, is breathing, which sounds kind of counterintuitive, right? Like we, we're all doing it. We're doing it right now. Otherwise this interview wouldn't be, <laughs> but, um, but I said, it's amazing how quickly I can, um, start to hold my breath and my, my, um, I hijack my mind when I'm in a car, right. And I'm driving yep. and I will be the first to say like, the car and driving is where myself as a mental skills coach tends to lose his mind. Um, and so uh, I think, you know, that, that might in, in, in many ways it can be a trivial example, but I think there's all these different moments in life where we get a chance to um, be very mindful of our focus, be very mindful of when we need to just pause and, and kind of, steady our mind and not allow our mind to to get ahead of ourselves uh there's moments where we have to remind ourselves to to see things from a different vantage point so one of my favorite quotes is this idea that perspective is the only thing that can change the outcome without changing any of the results and and i think right now we're, we're getting an opportunity to to kind of experience that as we don't really control what outcomes occur. Same thing if I'm a pitcher on the mound and I throw a pitch, like there's so many factors that are going to influence the, the outcome of, of what happens in that particular sequence. And uh, just learning to shift your perspective of that. And as we were talking before we went online, like switching the focus to, to being, you know, sometimes more process oriented. Um, I find th those are all things that we talk a lot with, with players about that are very applicable um, in, a, in a business world, in, a, in an academic setting, in uh, driving along the car, you know, whatever, relationships, et cetera. Like the, the list is extensive. And um, I think that's one of the fun parts of the, of the job is, is knowing that un unfortunately, the, the, one of the challenges is we know that not every player is going to ultimately achieve that, that goal, that aspiration that they've, they've spent their whole lives pursuing. But we also know that they're going to learn some valuable skills and tools, hopefully along the way, that will be very applicable applicable in, in their life off the field as well. Yeah, without a doubt. And I have friends that have played uh, in, in some in y'all's organization, some in some other ones. A couple of guys, you know, unfortunately, they got the yips and they're out of baseball. But having those conversations, the mental frameworks that they learned on the mound, even though they weren't over able to overcome certain areas in the game, talking to them in their career, they're like, oh, yeah, I still apply X, Y, and Z. Here's how it's working for me. And the thing I found interesting that you just mentioned as well is, is being in the car. And myself, like my pet peeve is going 40 in the left lane. I'm like, come on, guys, like, let's go. And most of us right now, at least when we're recording this, aren't commuting anywhere. But we will be. And we will be here in the next month or two for a lot of people. And the beauty of the mental skills work is, is we don't have to be in the car to start working on it. Like any skill we develop, we need to start doing the work before that moment arrives. You've got to be preparing for when you step into that. And so what are, what are a couple of things that are one to two things maybe that you would teach someone that maybe struggles in that same area? They're like, man, I get caught up in the car. That's when I get in my own head. Before I get back into that car and start commuting on a daily basis and dealing with traffic, what are one to two things I can do at home to start mentally preparing myself to take that breath, to reframe my perspective? Yeah, I think um, there's a there's a couple of things that come to mind and you hit the nail on the head when you say like you can prepare for that moment before it even arrives. And, and so, you know, going back to even just talking about like the attention and, and focus, uh, I think 
it's obviously uh, become quite a craze and, and a lot of people are talking about mindfulness and, and meditation. And I think one of the really cool things is you're starting to hear a lot of very high profile athletes across different sports sharing how valuable that practice has been in their life. I think it's something that is a, it's a very foundational part of what we do here in our organization as what we offer to players for those who want it. And so um, I think there's a lot of value in starting to develop practices around mindfulness. And, and I think sometimes there's this perception that I got to, you know, go and, and lie down and be in this quiet, you know, dark space. I've got to, um, you know, get, be relaxed and all these things. Like I tell people like sitting in silence for 10 minutes, isn't comfortable, right? Like yeah. there is going to the gym sometimes, right? Like when you go to the gym and you do a physical workout, like that doesn't always mean that you walk out of there being like, I absolutely crush that sometimes. Yes. But other times, no. And, and I think mental skills kind of work the same way. And so I think I, I say that from the standpoint of, uh, expectations can be really important going into it is just knowing that like you're if you try something like a mindfulness or any sort of different mental skills it's probably going to take a little bit of time for you to to build that into something that feels authentic to to build that into something that um, you can kind of hang your hat on if you will um, and so I think that's one thing that I think comes to mind that for me uh, using again the driving example I there's so many moments where uh, I feel like I'll get to a red light and I tell myself like this is a great time to mentally pause right and just take a breath and, and just center myself make sure I'm aware uh, of you know again our, as we're driving it's such you know, we're so often on autopilot that it's easy to be forward thinking or thinking in the past uh, mindfulness is that anchor that just kind of brings you back and I saw this quote um, or shared this quote uh, with this analogy of this anchor. And, and the notion is, is mind like mindfully coming back to center with your breath is a way for you to drop this anchor. And doesn't mean that you're going to make the storm go away, but it is going to help you kind of steady yourself and weather it. And I think that's one thing that mindfulness does. And again, there's a lot of storms that hit us throughout our, our lives and, and in a lot of different facets. So um, that's one thing that comes to mind. The other thing that I that I'll quickly share is we talk a lot um, about routines, right? Baseball is huge into routines, uh, both you know, in, in preparing for games, during games, uh, sometimes even after games. I think one of the types of routines that doesn't always get referenced a lot that I I, I really uh, appreciate is this idea of like having like a transition routine, having something where. You know, I, I heard this example when I was in grad school where, you know, if you come home after a long day and you're in your business outfit or whatever that might look like, uh, depending on the work that you do, you know, sometimes there's a lot of value in changing before you even get home or before you even walk through the door, or maybe even once the first thing you do when you walk through the door, just to kind of physically let go, uh, symbolically almost, of what's just occurred. And I think that's that's sometimes where our mind works against us is because again, we're, we're, we're caught up in something that's already happened or we're worried about something that hasn't yet to come. So sometimes just building in this routine before you get in the car, um, setting, doing something that gets you centered and lets you um, let go of, of whatever it is that you might be carrying. Uh, so I, I think those are a couple examples that, that come to mind that 
uh, I try to be, uh, I'm trying to be more intentional with. I, I love that. And I love how you preface that, that change, that, that pause between getting in the car. One thing I, I've found incredibly helpful over the last number of years working from home is kind of toward the end of the day, especially when you work from home, you kind of wake up, get coffee and you go right into your office. Like there's no, there's no commute, there's no break. And what I found was toward the end of the day, I would schedule end of day workouts. And so I have to change. I have to leave the house, go work out, come home. Or if I'm not working out that day, just going on a long walk, going in a podcast, audio book, just like I'm on a commute and going for a walk around the neighborhood to get out in the sunshine, to do something that when I come back into the house, I'm not wearing the same clothes I worked in. I have a sweat. I'm going to shower, change, like then my evening starts. So it helps with that separation because otherwise when things run in, like you just, you create bad habits that way much easier than having those routines that are so crucial. Man, this has been a ton of fun. I think the conversation incredibly timely considering what's going on in the world, especially as things open back up and people are quickly and easily can fall back into old bad habits and old bad routines that, that we've created in the past. How can we be intentional going forward, creating the right ones that help serve us and, and where we're trying to go. So Zach, thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can people follow along with your work? I know you've got your hands full coming into the hopefully season coming up, but where's the best place to follow you and what you have going on online? Yeah, so I, I think a couple places from a, from a social media perspective. Um, I tried to share a lot of uh, content that I see. I, I love to one of my passions is, uh, part of my passion is studying human excellence and people who are really good at their craft and whatever that is. So I, I try to share a lot of examples that I can uh, on social media. So one is you can follow me uh, at Twitter or reach out to me on Twitter. I'm at um, MVP underscore mindset. Uh, and then also LinkedIn, I try to share some things through there. So I think those, if, if you're just interested in learning more or having some kind of uh, consistent presence of mental skills or mental game content. I try to share a lot on there, but um, yeah, I would say those are probably the, the two easiest places to, to reach out and, and anybody's always welcome to always down to talk shop in this area. Love it. I love it, man. Thank you so incredibly much for coming on the show, spending some time and, and sharing some insights. I know our listeners got a ton out of it. Yeah, you got it, Jake. Thanks for having me again. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast. To get in touch with me or the show, email us at podcast at competeeveryday.com. To join our free Facebook community and get connected with other ambitious leaders working to win their work, their workouts, and their life, be sure to visit us at facebook.com slash groups slash compete every day. Until the next episode, keep competing every single day because your life is worth it.